My name is Nico Kaklos. I'm the president and CEO of Blue Sky Uranium Corp. And uh, our company is focused in Argentina, where uh, we have a very unique uranium project. Unlike our other uh, exploration junior peers out there, what we have discovered in Argentina is not just a new uranium deposit, but a, a new uranium district, a district that has the size and scale to rival like some of these uh, low-cost deposits that you find in Kazakhstan, which, by the way, produce the largest amount of uranium in the world uh, with some of the lowest operating costs. So we have an opportunity here uh, to discover a, a new uranium find that can have a world-class size and, and rank amongst the lowest operating costs. So a very exciting opportunity in this space. Nico, thank you very much for the introduction. Nice to meet you. Um, here we are at the end of 2022. Uh, it's been a pretty brutal uh, year in the junior resources space. Um, and um, most companies have sold off. You know, we've seen a bit of weakness in the uranium space, the, the blue sky uranium share prices being hammered like the rest of them. Um, but this comes on the back of a particularly tough uh, lockdown in, in uh, well, pandemic in Argentina. Can you just kind of, um, kind of perhaps recap what it's been like for the last couple of years? Yes. First of all, yes, the, all the, the uranium space stocks ha have indeed pulled back. But uh, I think the one thing to keep in mind is that the actual price of uranium continues to hover around $50 a pound so it continues to stay strong because the demand for the underlying commodity that we're you know uh exploring for still remains strong so that's what gives us a lot of uh, confidence in to continue with our ongoing exploration programs now that and, and and just 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 to interrupt the, the the that's the spot price which is somewhere between 47 and 50 um but actually the contract prices are coming through higher than that as well so yeah um, the underlying trend, the fundamentals of the uranium market are, are, are absolutely solid, yeah. Yes, they are. The, 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 that's right. The, the, the long-term uh, price, which is where most utilities uh, contract uh, to buy uranium, remains elevated as well, usually 30 to 40% higher than the spot price. But with us, what, what has happened in the last few years, besides seeing the, the price of uranium uh, come up, is uh, the pandemic, of course, in Argentina had very severe, very strong lockdowns. We couldn't even get our workers to travel between provinces. So it's basically delayed uh, the work that we've been doing. And that's been a bit of a setback for us. And it's delayed us also being able to get uh, permits uh, for the various targets that we've got. But uh, in the last year, though, I'm happy to say that, you know, we have em embarked on, a, on, a, on our drilling campaign. We've been successfully been able to complete drilling our Ivana deposit, where we currently have just under 23 million pounds of uranium and 11 and a half million pounds of vanadium. And what we've we had twofold objective there. Uh, one was to uh, drill in between drill holes so that we can tighten up and improve the quality of the resource, uh, the category of the resource that we've got there, and also to step out and to see, is there room for expansion uh, for the Savannah deposit? And I'm pleased to say, when, as we've reported results on this, we've been successful on both counts. Um, how many so, how many meters did you drill um, on the infill and how many meters did you drill 
uh, on the ex- on the kind of the step outs or or just in total in total it was around three million three thousand meters and it it may not sound like a lot but because this deposit lies from surface within the first 25 meters of the surface uh, you know three thousand meters buys actually a lot of uh, drill holes so we so that's going to move on to next year, and I'll talk about that. What we're, we're going to do a new resource calculation uh, to update that, and then of course there are targets. We've got, already been able to identify four targets that rest within uh, a thirty-kilometer radius of the Ivana deposit, and these targets exhibit a lot of geological similarities to the current deposit that we have. So we've been able to launch uh, a, a parallel drill program to drill all these and for some of them we're just starting to get uh, permits coming in so that's why we've uh, we, we've had ongoing uh, financings that we've been able to announce to ensure that these drill programs are seen through to completion. And is that a separate drill total or drill budget um, from the 3,000 meters at Invana? So how much are you doing how much are you allocated to is the 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 wider exploration uh, probably another uh, approximately another three thousand meters? And uh, these are um, also shallow um, kind of paleo channel uh, deposits within sandstone. No? So, so, I mean, that's right. So that that's right. That's exactly the the target we're, we're targeting within the first twenty five or thirty meters from surface. Uh, these are there's also potential for. Uh, deposits to re- to rely at depth much deeper than that. However, um, you know that's more expensive, and that's to come later on after we establish uh, some economics on the surface. But you know, within the first twenty-five meters of surface, we think it's a cheap and effective way for us to get out and find the low-lying fruit, so to speak. And the the, the plan in the PEA was to I mean, because you published a PEA in two thousand and nineteen. Um, yes. And and the plan on that was open pit mining, was it? The pl- yeah, it's open pit, but it's uh, it's more akin to a uh, gravel operation or a sand uh, operation because the ground there is unconsolidated. So you can just come in with a digger, you can scoop up the dirt basically, uh, and uh, we put it through a two-step process, a very simple two-step process. Um, the the mineralization that contains the uranium is contained in the fine dust particles, so we can put it through a screen and wet scrub it remove all the large unmineralized pebbles, thereby concentrating the amount of volume that we need to work with approximately four times. And then we put that through a uh, basic alkaline leaching program, which is sodium carbonate, sodium bicarbonate, extremely benign from an environmental point of view and extremely cheap. So there's no blasting required uh, or, or anything like that. And that's what the PEA actually found that this, uh, you know, the, the economics, potential economics for a deposit like Ivana uh, can produce uh, a pound of uranium for, you know, approximately six, just over $16 a pound, ranking, putting it amongst the lowest cost producers in the world. And that dusting, it's it's the carnitite, is, is that the, the yellow carnitite, is that right? That kind of forms on the outside? That's right, outside it's of, yellow carnitite, it, it yeah. Forms, it's a uranium vanadium mineral. And it forms on the outside of, kind of coats on the outside of pebbles and, and stones and so it's... That's correct, yes. Okay. That is correct. Um, interesting. And... Um, uh, and, and, and I'm a geologist. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to go down the down the too technical side of things. But I'm not a geologist, so don't trip me up, no. please. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
just 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 wondering you know about your exploration tools i mean is is it easy was it a, a lot of work to generate these other four targets or was it kind of relatively uh, a relatively simple process to uh, to vector in on these four other targets? It was relatively quite simple because there's a surficial expression of the carnotite. So we could, you know, our, our geologists were very easily being able to identify that. And then they looked for other geological features that were also common in our Ivana deposit. And then we used um, geophysics were a big help as well to help uh, identify these old paleo channels. And uh, then after that, we do some, uh, we dig some pits hand pits because it's cheap and it's simple to do and then we embark on a drill program the whole idea of course is to find additional deposits you know within a, within our existing deposit and to be able to run this operation like a hub and spoke type operation yes got it i mean you've got you've got 22.7 million pounds at i think it's 387 ppm uh, uranium, I guess if you can scrub and if the processing is low cost, you can work that up and presumably the, the peripheries are lower grade. I mean, um, presumably you start at the heart of the anomaly and kind of have worked out. Is, is that what you've seen is that the kind of the stuff on the edges, the periphery that you've been drilling out this year has been marginal or, um, or is it, or is it too early, too early to tell? Overall, in the deposit, the, the Ivana deposit, it's like that. But then we also under did some step-out holes at one and a half kilometers outside of the deposit, and we got higher values there as well. So it can be a little erratic. Okay, so that's where you got the 1,500 ppm over whatever it was, a few meters. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. And while these numbers may, you know, for may seem uh, very low grade compared to some of the values that you hear coming out of Saskatchewan, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, I think our, our values are very much more akin to a different type of deposit that doesn't need uh, these high grade values in order to render it economic. I mean, uh, you look at Kazakhstan where there's what Inkai deposit there, that's over 240 million pounds of uranium and it grades at 0.03%, exactly the kind of grade that we're getting at Ivana. Oh, I'm, I'm a great believer in metallurgy. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> head grade is one thing, but metallurgy and the ease of processing can transform the economics. Yeah. Um, I mean, exactly. I, I, I've been looking at a tin deposit, which has got a very low grade, but it separates like a charm, it liberates. And, um, you know, if this, uh, you know, if Ivana does the same thing, then the, the grade really isn't an issue at all. Um, although, of course, exactly. it would be really, really helpful to wrap around some new economics on that. When you, when you, I mean, you mentioned going to an updated PEA during the course of next year. Um, wh yeah. What do you think are the key things that are going to have changed. Do you think that, um, I mean, every project I look at is having kind of capex inflation. Um, equally, there's a two year higher price. And so, you, um, but uh, hopefully you've got a slightly bigger resource, but what are, what are the, uh, are those the three key changes or any, is there anything else that's kind of come up um, over the over well, time? Well, we're looking at, yes, like you stated, we are looking at a potentially a larger resource. Uh, we are, you know, that's going to change. We're also looking to move a lot of our resources from uh, from inferred to indicated. In fact, most of the drilling that we'd done before was close enough, but we took a very conservative approach in publishing it all as uh, inferred. But I think now with the additional infill drilling, it'll be indicated. Um, and then the other thing is that the price of uranium, when we did the last PEA, the, the, the price of uranium that we used 
uh, was in a, was $50 and that was in a $20 uranium mar uh, spot market. Today the spot market is at $50 and a lot of the new uh, PFS studies and PEA studies are done are ranging in around $65. Now that $15 uh, difference could have a substantial impact on a low cost uh, uranium deposit like Ivana. So it's updating the PEA and also there, there's been ongoing metallurgical work that happens at the Saskatchewan Research Council headed by uh, our consultant there, uh, Chuck Edwards, who's one of the foremost metallurgists. He was with Cameco for many, many years, their chief geology, the chief metallurgist there. And uh, so we're gonna incorporate that. And so, so there's a potential for the cost to come down a little bit more. There's also a potential, you know, for a higher valuation overall and have a better quality uh, deposit here. Excellent. Now all of this needs funding. Um, you know, where are you, you're doing, a, I mean, the news shows that you're doing a capital raise at the moment. Is that going to, you're raising a couple of million dollars, 1.8 or something. Is that going to be enough to take you through uh 2023 or were you going to kind of do it piecemeal kind of get some news out hopefully the market response and then do it stepwise yeah yeah we're, we're, we're going to do the latter uh you know given we want to be as minimize dilution as much as possible for current shareholders we're, we, we're doing a fundraise now and despite uh a general aversion to equities in the market we're still seeing an excellent response because we've almost doubled the size of the, the funding that we announced we're, we're getting a great response from investors but we're, we want to ensure that we have enough funding to complete the ongoing drill programs and the exploration programs and there also will be enough money to uh, complete the PEA and upon th these are going to be different milestones. I think as we put out drill results um, They have a potential to affect our, our market valuation I think that an updated PEA also has that potential because it could also attract uh, more Institutional investors and then at that point we'd be looking to do uh, a higher uh, fundraise because then we would like to, I would like to see this project move towards a pre-feasibility study uh, at the end of which we can begin to contemplate a production decision. Um, and this round, are you doing it with largely from the existing shareholder base? Because I mean, that, that's very much the yeah. theme of uh, 2022 is you can you go back and you, you tap up your existing supporters, your existing shareholders. Yeah, our, our, our shareholders have been long time, long term investors and long term supporters of our company. Uh, and uh, as has management. So we have we do put our money uh, in there and, and continue to support it. I mean, management owns about 40% of the outstanding shares, management and friends and family and insiders. So we do put our money where our mouth is. Um, our overhead costs are extremely low uh, and we tend to put like 80, 85% of the funds that we raise right into the market, right into the ground in exploration. So we do believe that we're onto something quite significant here. Uh, but I think we need to develop this to the next level before uh, it begins to catch some traction uh, with the general market. Yeah, interesting. And tell me about, um, if you will, uh, the state you're in, in, in Argentina, you know, um, financial controls and foreign exchange and, and attitude to mining, um, in, in particular attitude to uranium, because it's a very different beast to any kind of other um, mining. Yeah, well, contrary to what most preconceptions about Argentina, I can say that to have a new deposit like this, it, it probably could not happen in a better country. Argentina 
is a nuclear country that most investors don't understand. They've been, Argentina has been in nuclear business almost as long as the United States has in the, since the 1950s. They have a very well developed uh, nuclear industry. All the, they're involved in every facet uh, of the nuclear industry, including the, besides having nuclear reactors that pilot enrichment plants. Um, they've got research centers, they manufacture and export small assisting uh, putting together small modular reactors and in fact the state in which uh, the province rather in which we are uh, operating in Rio province of Rio Negro um, is also very supportive of uh, of uh, nuclear uh, development they own what we call here in Canada Crown Corporation our state-owned co company which is a, a, a nuclear research center and in fact, the pilot enrichment plant is only a couple hundred kilometers away from our province. This so is from our deposit, sorry. Uh, so it is, we're, we're seeing an excellent understanding. All the uh, regulatory framework for handling and moving nuclear materials is already in place uh, in, in Argentina and in, within the province. So these are the kind of things that can cause, if they're not in place, can cause big delays when a production decision is made to go forward into production. So this is a, you know, this sets a path for a very quick potential to go into production, but also for a better understanding um, overall in, in terms of, you know, working with a uranium mine. Now, secondly, in terms of the uh, uh, financial controls and, and whatnot, uh, that's, we've been active in Argentina for 30 years and, uh, you know, I've worked with, um, our different discoveries that we've made there and in, in, in various, uh, sister companies. In fact, it was only a few years ago that we took a, a discovery all the way into production in partnership with SSR mining. And th th that's never been, uh, an issue for us because, Argentina in general, irrespective of the flavor of government that's in charge, always seems to have a constant theme in its hard, fast support for mining because they recognize that the development of uh, mining uh, is a great way to generate revenues that the country sorely needs. So whether it's a left-wing government or a right-wing government, uh, that has been a consistent theme and I expect that to continue. It's so important being able to work in a country. My goodness, uh, I, yeah, absolutely. And and uranium's that uranium's a particularly um, emotive subject for many countries. Is there any domestic production in Argentina? Right now, there is no domestic production in Argentina. In fact, our deposit ranks as the most advanced and largest deposit in Argentina. There is potential in uh, other provinces but we don't see that coming uh, to fruition anytime soon. I mean, one of the provinces is Mendoza, but because that's a wine country, that's akin to putting a, a uranium mine in Napa Valley. That's, I don't yeah, see yeah. that happening anytime soon. <laughs> Good. I can imagine that they would be supportive of that if they do. I mean, I, um, yeah, Argentina's got nuclear plants and is planning more. Um, so I, I could imagine that they the idea of uh, vertical integration and using their own uh, uranium uh, must appeal. Very much so. In fact, there is a law in Argentina that when there is domestic uranium available, uh, 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 nuclear plants are compelled to buy domestic supply first before seeking out um, importing supply of uranium. And, and that has to be done at world prevailing prices. Right now, Argentina imports all the uranium needs. They buy most of it. It comes from Kazakhstan. 
and they pay a real premium uh, to the to that because they need to make you know long term commitments, ten year contracts, and these contracts now are coming up for expiration in the next few years. And I think it's setting up a company like Blue Sky uh, very well for a potential opportunity here to be a supplier of uranium for the country of Argentina. And then in a position, of course, to be a net exporter after that. Fantastic! What a good, what a good kind of um, background. Now, clearly, the, the 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 key next step is to get from an updated PEA through the drill results and to get that um, pre-feasibility study done, um, which must be the kind of the target for for uh, 2023. So, um, when are you gonna when are you gonna wrap up the the, the financing? You're gonna be able to get it done before Christmas, and then have a break and then go at it again. That's right. We expect to wrap up the financing before Christmas and then uh, complete all our exploration work probably by March. And then after that, begin the desktop studies of the PEA, uh, updating the PEA, and then looking uh, at all the results and everything together. And then using that as a, a launching pad for embarking onto a PFS. Excellent. So, you, I mean, presumably in that mix, there'll be an, um, an updated um, mineral resource estimate as well. So. Presumably, sometime. yes. As part of the PA, as part of the PA, that would yeah. it would include a mineral resource estimate with new eco potential economics as well. Well, great. I'd, um, thank you very much for spending the time with me today. I look forward to uh, perhaps reconnecting with that new technical report, the the resource and the the PA. I think that'd be a really useful um, time to rejoin the conversation. Um, and good luck. I agree. Good luck in the interim. Great. Thank you very much.